Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to a very special episode of Cinematic Universe. Uh, we are not discussing the latest comic book movie and TV news this week. We're not having a spoiler-filled discussion. We are looking back at our year on the podcast uh, for, I don't think we've ever named them, let's call them the Cuppies, the Cinematic Universe Podcast Awards. Um, <laughs> the it's cuppies. the third annual awards. <laughs> yeah, I've just, I've just named it now. Um, and joining me to hand out the awards uh, are... Sir Patrick. And James Hunt. You know, for the for the awards, I should have let you reverse that and have your name go first because it's a special Christmas episode. <laughs> but I'm still no. annoyed at you after last week's pitch. So actually, uh, no, I'm, I'm not, not proud because it's still a fresh wound. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure as well, Seb. It's it's firmly written into your contract that you always come first. So we, I, I'm not sure legally we'd be allowed to mess mess around with it at this stage. <laughs> um, Okay, so uh, regular listeners, long-time listeners will know how this works. We look back at the films that we have covered on the podcast over the past 12 months um, and hand out uh, a bunch of awards to those films. Um, so that will be the, the new films that release in cinemas. It'll also be the old films we looked back on and there's some TV shows thrown in for that, there for good measure as well. This year, the films that are eligible for our awards are... Superman 2, Batman Mask of the Phantasm, The Lego Batman Movie, Logan, Tank Girl, Fantastic Four, The Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, X2, Wonder Woman, Dread, Spider-Man Homecoming, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, Valerian, Sin City, Iron Man 3, Unbreakable, The Incredibles, Thor Ragnarok, Justice League, Sky High, and we've also talked about the TV shows Iron Fist, The Tick and Legion on the podcast this year. For TV, we've we've said that we we might bring in a couple of other things that we've kind of spoken offhandedly about or that have come up in conversation, um, because uh, I mean, let's let's be honest, Iron Fist is not going to be winning any awards tonight. Um, so, guys, should we should we just dive straight in with our first category? Please let's do it. Let's get the early okay. technical awards out of the way. <laughs> no, 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 Seb, you've got to remember, you always start. With one category that's a bit of a banger, you know, like, you know, hook the audience in. And it's normally either Best Supporting Actor or Best Supporting Actress. And I think, given that it was one of our mo- mo- our most uh, eclectic categories in terms of, like, what we were nominated, there was, I think, between us, we came up with, like, 13 nominations for this. So, wow. Best Supporting Actor is where we'll start. Um, and... 
Previous winners of this award include Steve Buscemi for Ghost World and J.K. Simmons for Spider-Man. Um, I love that we've now got a bit of history that we can, uh, <laughs> we can call on for this. Um, so our nominees are Taika Waititi for Thor, uh, Thor Ragnarok, uh, Brian Cox for X2, Tom Hiddleston for The Avengers, Patrick Stewart for Logan, and Michael Keaton for Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, so... Just missing out, our other nominees were Chris Evans uh, for Fantastic Four, Ezra Miller for Justice League, Michael Rucker for Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Samuel L. Jackson for, for The Avengers and Unbreakable, Michael Chiklis, uh, Michael Chiklis for The Fantastic Four, uh, Terrence Stamp for Superman 2, and Mark Ruffalo for The Avengers. So, uh, as we say every year, you guys, there's a lot of dudes in these movies that we cover. They tend to get, you know, quite meaty roles. And, uh, and I think often, the, the I mean, there are there are obviously the big major hero performances but again we probably say this every year but i think most of our favorite performances in these films tend to come from secondary actor roles yeah so this this is always a really fun one to I'm to dig gutted into that, that that neither chicklist nor i can understand chris evans not getting in but chicklist not getting in i am i am sore about that one I think he was. I think he was. He was right on the edge because you. You were very high. I mean, James, you were very high on Ezra Miller as well. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed his performance in Justice League to the exclusion of almost everything else. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it was, it was I mean, good. It just it, it wasn't anywhere near my top five. But I, you know, <laughs> uh, I wouldn't have been unhappy if he was a nomination. If you, I mean, I voted for him. I look down this list and go, yeah, I think these actors are all the best part of the films they're in they're all the best performance of the films they're in Taika Waititi in Thor Ragnarok Brian Cox in X2 Tom Hiddleston in The Avengers Patrick Stewart in Logan Michael Keaton in Spider-Man Homecoming it's a really strong list immediately do either of you guys have a front runner who you who you're like I really want to bang the drum I have a front runner but with a caveat a caveat that I think might disqualify him and it's Taika Waititi uh, because he's wonderful, there's no doubt about it. In a, in a film full of people being really funny, he's the funniest thing, and he's the one that we didn't even know was in it beforehand. Like, I, I didn't know... I mean, maybe some people knew he was playing that role, but when you look at everything going into that film, you know, I didn't know that was going to be him and that he was going to be as funny as he was. The reason I think he should be disqualified is that as the director, he has the power to give himself all the best gags, and that's exactly <laughs> what he did. But he does perform them brilliantly. So, uh, you know, yeah. it, it's possibly the best full motion capture performance in anything like since Gollum. So, uh, unless you count Mark Ruffalo, I suppose. But yeah, I would definitely count Mark, Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> I want, I wanted Ruffalo in here, um, but yeah, I, I kind of came down to well, in the Avengers, there's Hiddleston and there's Ruffalo, and I, I, I think Hiddleston is, is my. Whereas favorite. in for Ragnarok, would you put Ruffalo ahead of Hiddleston in Ragnarok? Um, I, I mean, I kind of think they were both afterthoughts. I, I kind of agree with what you're saying, but I mean, for me, The Avengers is the movie that gives Tom Hiddleston, you know, everything you want from Loki. It's it's that character at his best, and that is the best Marvel villain. Yeah, so, I mean, for, Loki, for... like Loki and Avengers, was going to be my pick because it's as good as Loki gets, and as good as Hiddleston gets. Yeah, yeah, and I, I look at this list and I go, we've got we've got two MCU villains on here with Tom Hiddleston as Loki and Michael Keaton as Vulture. Greatest of respect to Michael Keaton, I and I I love that he made it in here. 
Um, I don't think Vulture is quite at the level of... I, I know that we're really keen Bounty. to give Michael Keaton an acting award um, in, in these <laughs> awards. Uh, maybe we'll have to give him a Hall of Fame uh, one day. But, mm. uh, well, his time's probably passed now. But yeah, I think... I, I would argue more strongly for him and that performance and that character in another category. Um, I think mm. for this one... He's fantastic, and there's moments where he's truly brilliant, but it doesn't quite have the the lingering effect that some of the others. I'm I don't want us to have decided this before we've run through all the options, but I <laughs> I don't think I'd argue with the two of you if you were strongly going for Hiddleston here. Um, but talk but talk about Patrick Stewart because uh, I still yeah. haven't seen Logan yet. Sorry, I'm holding my hands up right at the start to say I still haven't had a chance to watch it. Um, so this is the but... one that I I. I'm very conflicted about because, uh, yeah, I think I mean Hiddleston. I think almost won our award last year when he was just in Thor, um, and he and he he came up just just short. But I, I mean, Patrick Stewart and Logan is phenomenal. Like I I I'm, I would not be surprised if in two months' time he's nominated for an Oscar for that performance. I, I've not been following the race that closely, but it feels like the kind of performance that the academy should be looking at it's it's incredible and it's i i think for me it's it's even more incredible i said i think he's the best thing in that movie and that's a movie where jackman is delivering the tour de force <laughs> alongside him as well um it's a it's just an incredibly nuanced and uh tender performance i think of like at, at which you know i watched that film and i i bought that this was a guy suffering from, you know, like severe dementia, basically, um, it, and it's 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 a heartbreaking performance at times. It would be really nice for somebody to get an acting nomination for a comic book movie that they haven't got just because they died. And before anyone jumps on me, I'm not saying that Heath Ledger didn't deserve that nomination award because you know we're going to talk about it soon, and he's and he's phenomenal, and I have no arguments yeah. with him winning it. But I do think that the Academy only gave him the nomination because he died. Uh, yeah, so I think he, nice. he deserved her, her, her. it. He deserved it in the year that he won it, I yeah. I think. Uh but yeah, um I agree. The Academy definitely it was it was the that was the year that changed the Oscars. Uh, the Dark Knight should have been nominated in for Best Picture, uh, according to most people and, and wasn't. So it was almost like, Oh, but it's okay because we've given you this one. <laughs> um so yeah, I, I mean I think my vote would be for Logan. James, you you've seen Logan as well, so Patrick Stewart. Do you prefer Hiddleston, or do you uh, have I won you round at all? No, I mean I think Patrick Stewart is good in Logan, and I think a lot of what he benefits from is like being able to play a version of Professor X, who you know we know has all this history behind him, and that informs his performance. I think just going on the films, I think you have to go with Tom Hiddleston because like just. Patrick Stewart is relatively good in everything, but this is Tom Hiddleston at his absolute best, and it's the Marvel like it's Marvel's best villainous performance as well. Fair enough. I mean, uh, yeah, he's he's my second choice on this category. He's James's first, and <laughs> I Seb, think it I think like he's, he's my pretty second close to first after Taika Waititi. So yeah, I think I think it's a I think it might be the closest we'll ever have to it. Oh no, because J.K. Simmons in the first year. I don't think there was much argument over that, was there? <laughs> but no. I, I think in in a category that I think is often difficult, 
yeah, that's a, yeah. that's a pretty solid win. It's his best performance. He's never going to top it. The MCU no. will probably never top it with villains unless they cast a really amazing Doctor Doom. So, <laughs> yeah. Or, for instance, they take one of their villains from the small screen and put him on the big screen. <laughs> you take my kingpin. Yeah. <laughs> of course I am. Uh, okay, so the winner of our first category, Best Supporting Actor, <clears throat> is Tom Hiddleston for The Avengers. Um, and we'll move on now. Yeah, no, okay, now now we could, you know, we've hooked the audience in. They're interested. <laughs> now we can... Hit him with a music really one. Into. Well, here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking we go to Best Costume, which in previous years had been won by Deadpool and Spider-Man. Um, and we have um, a very different looking uh, set of nominees this year. I'm quite excited to discuss this. So uh, we have nominated Hela from Thor Ragnarok. We've nominated Tank Girl from Tank Girl. We've nominated Wonder Woman from Wonder Woman, <laughs> um, which uh, I'm loving that our first three nominees are all female there as well. Uh, we've nominated the Iron Man Mark VI armor from the Avengers, Woo! which... It was very close. I, I kind of like my vote was the, dis, the deciding one there, like whether that or I think it was the Amazing Spider-Man two suit got in, and I was like, I just want to hear James talk about Marks of Armor again. <laughs> I think uh, I, I, also, I, I th- I'm pretty sure that I think if we if I do if we'd done these awards before rewatching Amazing Spider-Man two, which I know wouldn't have been possible because then it wouldn't be eligible for the awards, I would have assumed that the Amazing Spider-Man two costume would have been in. I think we pretty comprehensively discussed why. Yeah. While that is why a, it's a costume that looked great in still photos, it looks so bad in the film. It can't possibly yeah. get in here. Anyway, I've missed a nominee. There's also Dread from Dread. Oh, Dread made it in! Yay! Yes. <laughs> so, um. You know, I deliberately took Dread out of my... Dread was, like, sixth in my nominations, and I took him <laughs> out because... Basically because I think it's just a police officer with I think... slightly bigger shoulder pads. Like, it doesn't look like comics <laughs> Dread to me. It just looks like yeah, I would... a watered-down like version. The... I like the Dread costume, and I think it works for the film. I think it gets a lot of points for doing the helmet and the badge and everything. I think it would be a guaranteed winner if they'd had the brass to keep the big shoulder eagle. You don't have to go as far as the Sylvester Stallone version did, but I think if you'd had the shoulder eagle, it would be a home run. Uh, I think I think it works. I think it's good, but it's it's not quite. It's not there, definitive, is so, it? So yeah. And this um, is this is normally this category. I normally have to take a little bit of a step back because. Um, first of all, I don't notice costumes as much as you two guys do, especially with the comic book stuff. Like, I have no idea. What, that stuff you just said about Dread, I believe you, but I had no idea. Um, <laughs> and also, like, when when James, your, like, reasoning is like, oh, and it's and it's not that comics accurate, I'm like, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care whether it's comics accurate or not. Did it, did it look good? Then then it looked good. Um, I, my you know my point is, I, like, I, the I look... best costumes are look good and are comics accurate. Yeah. yeah, that's why you never I, I, see an X Men costume in these film in these categories. I think, I think, I think again, yeah, something that's that's definitively become the case in in comic book movies now is that we have long moved past the point where doing comics accurate means it has to be rubbish, um, <laughs> and that people are afraid of doing that. You know, Deadpool and Spider Man have shown that you can do comics accurate costumes that actually look really good. So. 
Mm. Um, I would like to argue against Tank Girl being included. I don't think you can really call it a costume if it's obviously just what Laurie Petty rolled up. Ha- on well, have have you seen? <laughs> have you ever seen people cosplaying Tank Girl? Oh no! It's look. It's a it's a fantastic look, no question. But <laughs> firstly, as I say, I don't think it's much of a stretch. I don't think they had to work hard because <laughs> it just is Laurie Petty. And secondly, I'm pretty sure when we did that movie, I pointed out the my annoyance of the fact that her clothes just randomly change throughout the film. I was going to say if you were going to disqualify, yeah, if you were going to disqualify her for any reason, it would be that she wears about sixteen different outfits in that film. <laughs> So my one that I would like to argue to disqualify, I mean, like just or just, you know, vote out um, is Wonder Woman, Uh, because as great as I think that costume is, the fact that we didn't really remark on it when we saw it in Batman v Superman makes me think it's less the costume. It's more the way that that costume is kind of shot and depicted and made to feel iconic. And uh, again, you know, that. It, it, it is it is a little bit lechy that short skirt it's it's not th- shot that way in wonder league, woman whatsoever yeah, but yeah justice, justice league, league showed us that it has the potential <laughs> to be shot in a lechy way and that definitely yes. counts against it i think i would count in its favor is that i would be voting for the version when she's wearing the furry shawl thing over it because that, <laughs> it's just ridiculous and, and hilarious and cool yeah. it does look better so, with a cape doesn't it yeah I want to. I want to do something. Uh, then again, maybe slightly sacrilegious to a category, and no, and really argue the case for the completely CGI costume, which is Hella. Um, I, I mean, there's there's two versions of this costume when she is in full uh, head. I, I don't know coat rack head mode. Is that the best way to describe it? With like with like the black and green costume. I mean, I think and... they're more like antlers, aren't they? <laughs> I, I'm gonna go coat rack. You're gonna hat stand, um, hat stand <laughs> But then also, kind of when she's in her more casual dress down mode with the hair down and and the black eyes and stuff. I just think, uh, honestly, that character for me mm. was the costume. Like it was, the, it was the yeah, way she looked yeah. rather than anything she and said. I, or I did. think you know we 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 already have just talked about the criteria of looking great and being comics accurate and this looks mm-hmm. great and looks like she stepped straight out of the comics yeah exactly that, it's, shot, it's that pure... shot in the trailer where they're doing like um you know where he's doing his kind of uh like prog rock album shots mm-hmm. and that look where she's just kind of like looking devastatingly into the camera with like a furrowed brow and these enormous coat rack antlers popping out it, i i was just it, watching the trailer i was like wow and um, I don't think I ever really felt wow about that character. Um, I do. I but do also. I think did that, about the way she looked. I do also think that Kate Blanchett's face is is a part of that costume and making that costume. <laughs> work. What mostly the sneer, right? Yeah, yeah. Her 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 sneers really sort of. I'm just as as you're probably doing with this as we go along. Just Google imaging the costumes yeah. as we talk about them. And yeah, yeah, you know, there's so many shots of her just pulling that brilliant sneer with it that is an integral part, and the makeup as well. Um, so okay, well, the the one we haven't talked about then. So let's see whether this can knock off Ella. Is the Iron Man Mark Six? So James, which yes, one's please, the James. Iron Man Mark Six? <laughs> please explain what differentiates the Mark Six. The from, Iron so. Man Mark Six has the triangle uh, repulsor, a uh, unibeam. No, 
Uh, it's out. I veto it. It's the I don't like the triangle. Ah, We've been here come before. On. Don't like mm. the triangle. I like the one that he that his little wristwatches make fly onto him as he's coming out. The that building is the Mark Seven. Fool. Yeah. So that so the Mark Seven's better, isn't it? No. The Mark Six. <laughs> that triangle. The Mark I've Six is like that the apex of Iron Man outfits. And that's his Iron Man Two costume as well, isn't it? Uh, no, that's the Mark Four, which is very similar. Joe, come on. Oh. Wait, so he went, he, he went through four, five, and six marks with the triangle. Yes. Ugh. Yeah. What was he thinking? Hang on. I, I'm, no. looking at, I'm looking at a wiki here, and I think James has got this wrong. What's wrong? <laughs> I, the mark six with the triangle is in Iron Man 2, and the mark yeah. seven with the circle is in the Avengers. No, no. So mark, mark six is in the mo- is in the majority of the Avengers. So uh, James, so Mark Six is in Iron Man Two, and it's in the start. Oh, okay, of the and then it carries through to Avengers, and then it, uh, it's the Mark Six yeah. the one that gets destroyed when he's in the. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. Sorry, Mark, yeah. yeah, Mark Four is the last circle when he uses. Okay, I'll let yeah. you off. But then, Mark, but this is the thing: there are two suits in Avengers, and you have nominated the less good one. No, yeah, the two incorrect. Avengers. The Mark yeah. Six no, is as good you... as it gets, and everything else is a variation <laughs> of the Mark Six. Why is the Mark Six better than the Mark Six? Because 7? the Mark Six combines the classic sixties Iron Man look with a modern uh, Aiden Ranoff like extremist look with the triangle chest. Yeah, because the circle chest looks stupid. So basically, our <laughs> argument comes down to triangle versus circle. Yeah, circle wins. <laughs> Which I'm pretty sure that's the they might be giants. But I mean, um, <laughs> I mean, I've... I think the irony is that if you had nominated the Mark Seven, we might be inclined to agree with you. But you've nominated yeah. the one. No, with the I triangle, don't like the Mark Neither 7. of us like. Don't be foolish. The Mark Seven is too red. So can we can we not make an argument for the Mark Forty Two? <sighs> no, because that's too gold. Jesus, it's too Christ. gold. It is way too gold. <laughs> which is the Mark? Which is the? It's Mark the Iron 42? Man Three one with all, with all the gold all over the front. Oh no! Yeah, no. I, I Avengers one better. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we're gonna we can have weird conversations about this again next year when the <laughs> rounded one that we've seen in the Civil War trailer is Civil War Infinity War. I mean, I Civil do Wars. really like that version, but also the War Machine version of that suit is better. That's War Machine Mark Three. Okay. <laughs> right. So hell has won this category, right, guys? Yeah. 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 Okay. James has lost it on a technicality. <laughs> I love having this conversation every year. I don't know what we're going to do when there's no Iron Man costumes to discuss in this category. Uh, okay, uh, we'll move on now to um, an award that we only introduced to the Cuppies last year. I'm rolling with this. To the Cuppies last year. Um, and that is Best Score. Uh, and so that means that actually... This is a good no, year. No movie has ever won best score because we didn't do it first year and then Blake Neely's score for The Flash won last year. <laughs> so this year we have nominated Iron Man 3, Wonder Woman, The Avengers, The Incredibles and Thor Ragnarok. Oh, so let's uh, so let's go through it. So Iron Man 3 is uh, by... Uh, Blake... Um, uh, my, uh, Brian Tyler. Brian Tyler. Wonder Woman is by... Uh, it's not Zimmer, is it? Uh... <laughs> Zimmer did Zimmer did just, her main theme. It's I'm Rupert Gregson you. Williams. There we go. Uh, we've got Avengers, which is Sylvestri. I know that one. Yeah. The Incredibles is Michael Giacchino, and Thor Ragnarok was Mark Mothersbaugh, wasn't it? It was. Um, why? So was I the only one who nominated Dread? Then? Yeah. So Dread just missed out, as did Superman Two, uh, Legion, the TV show, and Mask of the Phantasm, which I'm upset about because Mask of the Phantasm has 
an incredible score. So that was the one I was upset. I mean, I'm like, I'm not a score guy in the same way you're not a costume guy. And all the only score I can even remotely remember is Thor Ragnarok. I think that's recency bias. Because, well, I think the thing is, we've got themes and we've got scores. And I think I think a great theme obviously makes you remember a score. And the Avengers is the prime example of that. Yeah. I'm almost tempted to give it to Avengers purely because of the way I felt when the Avengers theme struck oh. up in the Infinity War trailer. Well, that's the thing, it though. Is... Like, the Avengers theme is better in the Infinity War trailer than it is in the Avengers movie. <laughs> no, um... no, 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 no. The, the <laughs> moment in the Avengers where that score kicks in, yeah. where they Remind all finally moment, unite... because I can't remember. It's, when... it's your favourite just... bit of the film. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, it's just after, just after Hulk, as, um... so they, they form in the circle, and yeah. like the camera pans around them in a circle and Hulk roars and it's the first time the Avengers have properly assembled and that's when the that's when the theme properly kicks in. I don't think anyone oh. could disagree that the the main Avengers theme is the best superhero theme of the the modern era. Like I think it's the only modern superhero theme that is up there with William Superman and Elfman's Batman. It's so memorable and so brilliant and so inspiring. Uh, you know I I love Brian Tyler's theme from iron man 3 but i I, you know that's more about how it's used in a particular track than than yeah the the tune as a whole but i would also argue that throughout the film in general the avengers score does not jump out other than that theme it's just a it's a standard hollywood action adventure score where thor ragnarok edges it is that the score is much more specifically in a specific style. Um, it suits the. It, it's really matched to the visuals of the film and the general aesthetic that they're going for. Um, it works in elements of other things as well that haven't been composed by him. And you know, I think this is partly just that I really, really like Mark Mothersbaugh. I really like Devo, <laughs> and he also did the theme tune for Rugrats. But um, <laughs> no way. <laughs> um, I, I, I just that was one of the things that I came out of the film go. I didn't know it was him while I was watching the film, and then his I mean, name came the, up in the credits, and I went, "Oh, that just makes perfect sense." Literally, the only bad part in Thor is when it turns into the Doctor Strange score for a bit. <laughs> okay, so he, here's my rebuttal. Michael Giacchino, though. Yeah, but that's just because you love Michael Giacchino. Yeah, and Giacchino, I'm sorry, but in, but I don't think I I would like to disqualify Incredibles on a technicality because it's all pastiche. Um, you know, the main Incredibles theme is just basically, um, is it on Her Majesty's Secret Service? It's one of the Bonds. <laughs> I mean, Michael Giacchino is going to get his chance. Put it that way. Yeah, yeah. My, I think Michael Giacchino is probably going to get lots of shots this one. Yeah, his he time was nominated, will come. He was nominated last year for. Um, Doctor Strange. So his uh, Doctor I, Strange is better than his Incredibles. Definitely. Yes, I, I I agree. And Incredibles isn't isn't his best Pixar by a long shot. Um, and I mean, but even this year, I kind of like I considered Spider Man Homecoming because I think if you listen the the Spider Man Homecoming suite, which you can listen to on Spotify, is absolutely gorgeous. Um, but I I preferred the Incredibles, so I decided just to nominate the one. Um. Yeah, so I, I think his time will come, but I, I, I certainly think in terms of superhero cinema, Giacchino hasn't quite hit the heights that he has elsewhere, but I'm convinced that he will eventually. 
so yeah, we can probably save this award for him later. Um, <laughs> my vote would have been Avengers, guys. I, I'm, I'm not going to lie, but I'm also not going to stand in the way of Thor Ragnarok, which I think, yeah, the, the score was yeah. one of the stronger elements of the movie. And I think, for, I think we haven't really talked about it, but Iron Man 3, as I say, I, I think there's another category that I assume <laughs> that Iron Man 3's music will get nominated in later in these awards that I think it's more likely to win, possibly. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I just, uh, yeah, I, I really love that that Ragnarok score. So, um, I'll push for that. Right. Okay. So, that I think, uh, I think we're we're in enough agreement. Uh, Mark Mothersborg for Ragnarok score. That is the winner of best score this year. And means that Thor Ragnarok's already got two, two awards in. It's racking them up, and and the first award was uh, a character who's also in Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> that is true. Jesus Christ! <laughs> right, let me wait. I'm just going to look at category. categories that it's no, nominated. Yeah. In. <laughs> so this is a category where it has no chance, um, and it and it thwarted its own chances willingly. Best couple. <laughs> this is this is one of our um, our. Unique to the cinematic universe uh, awards, uh, because uh, yeah, we we like to pick out some of the the screen couples from from the year that has passed and say who, who you know who were we shipping the most? And so last year it was Wade Wilson and Vanessa from uh, Deadpool, which um, I wasn't happy when that beat Steve and Peggy, but <laughs> hey ho! Uh, and Tony Stark and Pepper Potts won it in the first year because uh, they had the combo of Iron Man one and Iron Man two. Um, <laughs> they are nominated again, so they could be repeat winners uh, for the Avengers and, uh, and, also- and Spider Man Homecoming. Yeah, and I'm oh, Jesus! <laughs> oh God! Oh, that that oh, might be tough to beat. It's the film where they get back together. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I did love that. Okay, um, also nominated alongside Tony and Pepper are Valerian and Loreline from Valerian. Nice. Um, Diana and Steve from Wonder Woman. Ooh, contender. Um, Clark and Lois from um, <laughs> yeah from Superman Two, not from Justice League. Um, and then uh, an interesting one for me at the end: Bob and Helen Parr from The Incredibles. Oh, this this category is really strong, you guys. I, I you know, I'm rooting for so most these, of these. So this means that my nominations of the thing and the Human Torch from Fantastic did not Four make the list. And Tank Girl and her tank did not. Make yes, it, did not know. make the list. Oh. And my nomination of David and Sid from Legion didn't make the list. Which, <laughs> I mean, I was uh, going to put Tank Girl and Jet Girl as number six, but I thought you would both shut me down if I tried that. So. <laughs> Uh, look, guys, um, Valerian and Loreline. I mean, Seb, you haven't seen Valerian. No. no I'm and, really damaging like, these awards by not watching uh, all of the films, aren't I? No, I mean, <laughs> do you know what? Like, Valer- Valerian, 
I, I, I thought that that relationship was a lot better than I thought it would be going into a film that starred <laughs> Dane DeHaan and Cara Delevingne. Um, but Did it's not the winner here. They had a type of chemistry. Yeah, ish. Yeah, yeah. yeah so ish. that's that's more than you would have expected going in. Yeah, yeah and right. and it was and it was quite well written the relationship. Um, but yeah, so so we don't we don't really need to consider that. Um, for me, there is another one that I'd kind of rule out, which is Clark and Lois from Superman Two, and I, I like it. And there is that one amazing scene. The problem with that film is that there is like two versions of Lois Lane in that film, depending <laughs> on when the when the movie was shot. And one of them is in a really sweet relationship with Superman, and the other one doesn't want to be one's there. Just you know, tired. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think as well, uh, the problems that the problems that that film has, I think, stems from how it handles the Clark and Lois relationship and what the Clark and Lois relationship does to Clark and to Superman. And I think we have, since that movie, we have seen that the Clark and Lois relationship, uh, and I'm specifically talking about comics in the 90s and the TV show, um, there can be a fulfilling Clark and Lois relationship where she knows that he's Superman and you know they get married and stuff and he is still Superman. And it doesn't impinge on his ability to be Superman, nor does it impinge on having good drama with the two of them. Yeah. So the fact that it can be done well counts against the fact that Superman 2 handles it really badly and, and makes her a reason for him to give up being Superman. Because we've seen since that Superman does not have to give up being Superman in order to be with Lois Lane. So, yeah, I would I would discount. I didn't, you know, me, the big Superman fan, did not nominate, as much as I love Christopher <laughs> Reeve and Margot Kidder, I, I might have nominated them for the first film, but not for the second one. Okay, so I'm going to argue the case here for Mr. and Mrs. Incredible because um, I, I I find that um, relationship incredibly sweet. Uh, like I like it. I like it. <laughs> oh well, I I, lo- I love that kind of that that playful stuff in mm. the opening acts. The kind of the two young, but I I really I really like the the idea in that film of like these two people who love each other but are in such a rut and so frustrated and yet you know like at the first sign of either of, of the other one in danger they drop everything to save the other one and i love the dynamic of when she turns up to the island and she's furious with him but you know like it's just so like and and that when when she walks into the room and he thinks that they've died he thinks his entire family have died and they haven't. And she turns up and she's still angry with him, but she's still there to save him. I, I just think it's... I, just I mean, think it, it's is, it is unusual to see a functioning adult relationship on screen in any film, let alone a CGI when aimed at children. Yeah, so, d- James, I mean, if I can get you on board here. Well, that's the thing. Like, as much as I Ordinarily. love... As much <laughs> as I love Tony and Pepper and would put them in a very strong second place, I think, I think you can't beat that as a relationship. Seb, are you are you going to put up any resistance? Are you going to argue we haven't talked Diana and Steve? Well, yet? I, I thought the reason we hadn't talked Diana and Steve is that everything we were saying about all of the other ones came with the caveat of yeah, but Diana and Steve are going to win this. <laughs> so, Especially given that Steve and Steve Rogers and Peggy Carter didn't win it before. This is your chance to make up for that. This is the second. Yeah, I, I, do you know, <laughs> uh, my, I think my. Were my or my my resistance here 
is um I think the the further away we've got from the film the the argument that uh, a, a frequent guest of ours Caroline Cedar has made about Diana and Steve um has maybe stuck with me a little bit more that like he really does get an unfair amount of screen time and the argument we made was that like this is what every this is the amount of screen time that every love interest should get um but they don't yeah <laughs> and yeah and and it almost it almost feels like that so in this category that they're at an unfair advantage and um yeah, I think I just, I think as well, I think that I could have watched that film and invested in it just as much, if not more, if there was no romance between them. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think that their relationship is pivotal to the film. I think you could do that film with just two people who massively respect each other for, you know, for the, for, for the sacrifices they make in the, in, in the war, um, but I don't. I can't. I, I. I couldn't say that about the Incredibles, which is why I think Bob and Helen is is my pick. I, th- I think. I think with Diana and Steve, it's the combination of I did not expect to come out of that film caring about that relationship the way I did because Steve Trevor is just like one of the most <laughs> nothingy comics characters in the history of the medium. Um, <laughs> And also just be you know just because of how amazing the chemistry is between the two actors you know they're they're both so great and they click so well together. Although as I said, coming out of Justice League, you come out of Justice League and think that maybe that had less to do with Chris Pine and more to do with how Gal Gadot has so much chemistry with literally anyone she shares a screen <laughs> with. Um, she can make Cyborg interesting. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean if we if it's not going to Diana and Steve, I have to go Tony and Pepper, even though they've won it before <laughs> because. Because of the fact that we've done Avengers and Iron Man 3 in the same year, and both of those films are when they are at their best together. Even though um, Pepper's not in Avengers that much, when she is in it, she's fantastic. And what I love is that we are introduced to her in Avengers as being completely on an even level with Tony and, and being in charge of things and running things. And it's great, those few minutes that you get with her early on. And then I, agree, in Iron I love Man that 3, scene. so much of the crux of it is about their relationship and how their relationship is affected by what's happened before. And it's not just all about how Tony relates to her. It's about how she relates to Tony. The black mark against it is that she does get treated as the object and the prize that the villain also wants. I think that counts against the portrayal of Pepper in the film generally. I don't think it harms how great the portrayal of their relationship in in that film and in Avengers is. For me... For me, the relationship is more interesting in every other depiction than it is in Iron Man 3. And I get that it's central to the plot in Iron Man 3, maybe more so than it was in the first two movies, but I, I just... I, Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't stack up to those others as far as I'm concerned. I do love the Avengers scene, and I do love the Spider-Man scene. Um, but, I mean, I, 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 I think just Joss Whedon directing Gwyneth Paltrow because just the way that Gwyneth Paltrow is with Clark Gregg in that scene as well <laughs> is ele- is electric so maybe we uh, should have had uh, Pepper and Coulson <laughs> well Coulson, Coulson and the cello lady who we later <laughs> discovered was Amy Acker we never actually saw them together on screen but man I was invested in that relationship um 
I, I, I'm going to have to go for Bob and Helen. Uh, Seb, it sounds like you, you're Diana and Steve, but with Tony and Pepper as a backup. Let's see what James, James, are you, would, would you, James, would you go Bob and Helen? Would you agree with that, even though you don't like The Incredibles? I mean, it's tough because I do love Tony and Pepper, but I think Bob and Helen is like, like I say, it's it's the only version, the only time we've seen that relationship done well in the superhero movie. Like, my, yes. my problem, if anything, with Steve and Diana is that it's, like, they're just following the path that was laid out for them by Peggy and Steve. Like, it's the same. It's <laughs> the exact same story. Yeah. Let's go with it. I'm. I, it's a surprise winner, but it's not It's not one that I fundamentally disagree with. It's just that I always want to give this It's the only time you're going to get me talking, saying good things about The Incredibles, too. So. There we go. It's worth it for that alone. It's, the, it's probably the only award that James is going to let The Incredibles win. <laughs> so, let's take it, Joe. Let's have it. Excellent. Okay, so The Incredibles, Bob and Helen Parr win Best Couple. Um, let's go now. I think um, this is going to be... I mean, they're all interesting. What, what, what am I trying to sell each category for? They're all fun. I would love... Honestly, you guys, I love doing this every year. It's one of my favourite podcasts we get to record. <laughs> Just like surface level going back and skimming and going, oh yeah, do you remember that thing that we really liked? Do you remember that thing? Um, and this year was um, a big year for this category. Um, it's I think it's the first time that this category has actually been a proper competition, and this is Best New Film. Yeah. Uh, last year, it was won by Captain America Civil War. Uh, to my chagrin, I wanted Doctor Strange. Um, and Ant-Man won it the year before, so it means mm. that we've only had MCU films winning this category in the past. Um, okay, so, well, we and, and this year we actually had to cut down the nominees. We, we haven't had to do that before. There were seven films to consider this year, uh, not making the cut, Valyrian and Justice League. Uh, didn't make this top five, which means our top five is three MCU entries, uh, one DCEU entry, and um, one Fox movie. So we've got Wonder Woman, Spider-Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok, Logan, and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. And I think, if I had to bet, we're going to have three different answers for what the best one of these is. <laughs> I think you're right. But I think it's, I mean, it's fair to say, I know people have differing opinions, particularly on Guardians 2 and Spider-Man, but this is by far the strongest year for new oh, movies yeah. that we've ever had on this podcast. Not just that there are several really great ones, but also um, there's no real stinker. If the worst film is Justice League... <laughs> That's not a dreadful year. <laughs> Lego Batman. I mean, Ant Man won by default. Yeah, Lego Batman didn't make it in Oh, Lego Batman. But... I forgot to nominate yeah. <laughs> yeah. forgot to nominate it, even though I nominated it in other categories. I'm sorry. Yeah. I liked it, but it's not a memorable film. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, I know some people absolutely love it. Just, I, I don't think, you know, I if it you didn't work to for me. It's a new film. I would have put it ahead of Justice League, and I totally forgot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, none of them made it in. Um,. And here's here's my thoughts on this year. Uh, if I if I'm listing those top five in preference, my third, fourth, and fifth are the MCU entries. <laughs> yeah. Which who'd have thunk it? I mean, for me, this is where me not seeing Logan is going to ruin the podcast. I was going to say for me, it's <laughs> like the toss up here is: do you prefer Wonder Woman or Logan? Like that's the question at the heart of this one. Um, and my answer is for all of the things kind of individually uh that i liked about the other one and uh, and like honestly discussing it uh when when we had our guest michael leader on the podcast was an absolute <laughs> joy uh but for me 
Wonder Woman was uh, an absolute revelation and um, I adored every minute of it. I'm aware that I like that film more than most people do, I mean, you know, despite the fact it being very popular. But when I saw people say, when, when I saw it on the internet that, uh, you know, Wonder Woman was going to be launching an Oscar campaign, I was like, fuck yeah, do it. You're like, you, you might not be one of the five best films this year or eight or nine best films, however many the Academy wants to hand out. But you, there are categories that you that that you should be in the running for. Absolutely, <laughs> fucking yes, Wonder Woman. It, give it all of the Oscars. Yeah, by comparison, when people were going, Logan should win Oscars. I was thinking, you need to watch more movies. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do. Th- I, I still think Patrick Stewart. I think that maybe not. I mean, I, I, I don't know what the competition is, but I think it's a a, a performance worthy of consideration. I mean, and Jack, I think Jackman might be in might be in the talk for that as well. But there was there was a couple of elements of Logan that kind of kind of pegged it a little bit back behind behind Wonder Woman for me. The the I I mean Seb hasn't seen it, so let's try not to spoil it. But like the secondary antagonist that gets introduced late in the second act was <laughs> introduced an issue for me. in speech marks. Yeah, um, and who is there? Yeah, and and I, I and you know. Apparently it was a western. I don't think. I don't think the film was that subtle. At like literally when it's putting Shane on the screen, it's like, yeah, it was. It, I, I think it was a little bit heavy-handed, and I think it reveled in its R rating a little bit too much. Having said that, I really enjoyed it and yeah, really it's... enjoyed talking about it. But it was my second favorite of the year. But I don't think there's any outdoing Wonder Woman in this category. Let's let's hand over to Seb for a second though, <laughs> yeah, because, because Seb. <laughs> Are we you, going to have to listen to him I, I talk imagine. about Guardians 2 again? Well, no, all, all I was going to say was my my pick probably would be Guardians 2, but I know that that's, uh, it's a non-starter for, you, for the two of you. I, I do love it. I do feel more strongly about both of those movies than I think you two do, although when we get onto the first film, it's, it's going to be fun to have that discussion. I, I just think, think Seb, you know, it whiffs, it whiffs no, on Star-Lord. I know. It whiffs on Star-Lord, and that's the, that's the thing that doesn't I I, I totally get why... It, it's not it's a non-starter um I, it's just that i think i have a, a stronger affection and emotional reaction to it than than you guys do um yeah. i think we can also safely say it's a worthy fifth place but spider-man homecoming is not a contender yeah. for best film and no. best new film of the year um it was we- it was really weird actually like um when i was collating the votes for best director there was loads of <laughs> votes for spider-man homecoming but they were just but blank he hasn't, ballots yeah, it hasn't got a just blank yeah. ballots yeah it was strange um, so for me it more while i you know if it was just me picking this i probably would just stick guardians top but in terms of actually seriously voting for this for me it comes down to wonder woman or thor so obviously between the two of you you've had a debate between wonder woman and logan and come out with wonder woman on top is there any case to be made for you to consider Thor Ragnarok? Because if there isn't, then this category is over. No, no chance. Um, you know, I would <laughs> like to make the case that Thor Ragnarok is the most purely enjoyable of these films that's come out this year, because I think it is. But I'm not going to disagree with Wonder Woman being a better film. I also I... think, and it's not something we always do, but I think you do kind of have to consider the wider impact that wonder woman has had what it's what it's done and what it's shown can be done um and how it has just so comprehensively debunked the argument that 
a superhero movie starring a woman directed a woman directed by a woman can't be a success. And uh, you know what my 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 thoughts on Wonder Woman are of all of these films it is the one that most achieves what it sets out to do. I don't, I I can't consider Thor Ragnarok because it is utterly disinterested in one half of the story that it's attempting <laughs> to tell. Um, I think, but, the, but like Wonder I say, Woman Guardians... is, is utterly disinterested in making Ares in any way <laughs> a convincing villain. Although, be, be, uh, when, when when he's just David Thewlis, actually, he's really yeah, enjoyable. So, yeah. And I think, <laughs> as I said, I think while the actual showdown with Ares in the third act isn't great, all of the other stuff in the third act is. Um, all of the Steve Trevor stuff and all, and the the emotional stuff between the two of them in that in that showdown is great. Um, so, yeah, I I, I I don't think there's any argument that confidence starts with loving who you are, and when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Undaria Algae Body Oil and Undaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Um, again, I mean, while I, I don't know if it's... Is it the highest grossing of the year, or did Guardians make more? I mean, in this genre, I don't mean in films generally, because I know Star Wars is going to be the highest grossing of the year. Um, I don't think there's any argument that it just stands astride the whole conversation of comic book movies in 2017. You know, everything else is discussed in relation to Wonder Woman, I think. so. Yeah, no, in, uh, in the US, Wonder Woman made more wonder woman is currently the fifth highest grossing film at the u.s box office i'm not sure about worldwide um uh, it oh sounds no, like we're giving it to wonder worldwide. woman no, you actually, guys um home co- ah worldwide homecoming is the top of this genre uh yeah. ahead of guardians and then thor <laughs> and then wonder woman thor uh, wonder woman made 821 thor 835 guardians 863 spider-man 880 uh, but beauty and, and the is... beast and fate of the furious both made 1.2 million 
This is why we were right to Brexit. Can't trust international audiences. Um, okay, well, I think I think Wonder Woman is our winner of best new film, and I certainly think thoroughly deserved. Um, so yeah, Wonder Woman best uh, best new movie of twenty seventeen, and I think probably our best winner of that award so far as well. Uh, let's move over to one uh, one half of our always fun categories: best hero and best villain. Uh, let's start with um, best hero because I like to say best villain because I think it's more fu- it's more fun. And we've got um, good ones this year. Yeah. So previous winners uh, oh, for best villain. I mean, what a list! Sorry, <laughs> what a list! Spider Man, Tobey Maguire, Superman, Christopher Reeve. They were the two previous winners nominated this year. Iron Man. Wonder Woman, Superman, Wolverine, and Tank Girl. <laughs> what a lineup! Um, slightly missing the, just missing out. Uh, Batman, The Tick, David Dunn from Unbreakable, Thor, and Elastigirl. I was very keen on Elastigirl making it into this category. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'm really I, what, what... really disappointed that The Tick hasn't made it in. I mean, Tank Girl, uh, Tank Girl is the better version of the Tick. <laughs> I don't even know where do you begin unpacking that statement. What do you? What, because what, if you what, want you like mean? the character who is a walking joke, the Tick's not a walking joke. Okay, sure. <laughs> not in okay, this so, version. So the argument that we always get bogged down in in this category is: sure, we love this character or whatever. But actually, were they a hero this year? And I think that that, that is always worth qualifying. Um, and I think we have to lose Superman. <laughs> I think we have to lose Superman because in either of his depictions, if you want Justice League Superman, he's a bit of a wrong for the first act. He's a bit of a um, wrong for a few minutes. I, yeah. I would actually argue that Justice League, it, I never thought I'd say this, is the better League version is of a Superman stronger case year. for him being best hero yeah. than yeah, Superman that, 2. The except film that he where spends Jackson like, being a hero. He spends <laughs> two thirds of the film dead. Yes, but and the only a, a James, a cafe, as right? Batman once said, the last time you ever inspired anybody was when you were dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I want to discount Superman. Um, I can't really argue with that. Wolverine, he's he's in X two this year and in um, Logan. I mean, those uh, are the Logan, two best he's... Wolverine performances, aren't they? So if he doesn't win this year, he's never winning. No, but here's the thing, James: they're the two best Wolverine performances, but that's Jackman. That's not Wolverine the character. And Wolverine the character has two marks against him, as far as I'm concerned. Throughout the entirety of Logan. He spends well. He spends ninety percent of that movie refusing the call. That is that is an entire film of him going to Laura. No, I'm not going to take you where you want to go. No, I'm not getting involved in this. Being a bit of a dick to Professor X, and I can't vote for him for X two because of what he does to Lady Deathstrike. Yeah, I was going to say that. That's that's the mark <laughs> against him. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm out. To kill I'm out. He does save an in- He saves like an entire school of children twice in two different films. Yeah. I'm just saying. Tank Girl, Tank Girl I, 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 again, I think the black mark against her is that <laughs> she's fucking awesome, but she's not a hero, is she? She's just... Depends on your perspective. Just, <laughs> I, by, I'm not even sure by her perspective she's a hero. <laughs> <laughs> I love okay, her, but fair, I yeah. don't think this is her category. 
So here's where it gets interesting. He's not won it before. Let's let's look at Iron Man. His greatest ever sacrifice is at the end of the Avengers, where he does, you know, he does his big fall from the sky. We then also this year get to benefit from seeing his like dealing with that in Iron Man three and like and still persevering out on top. to yeah. yeah and still and, and and like grappling with the idea of being this hero and despite what it's doing to him you know still following through and doing it um and then as you mentioned we also get to see him be a mentor in spider-man homecoming not always the best mentor uh but <laughs> i, t- as I far think as he concerned, is like... he's not he's not he's not really on hero duty in that film he's on mentor duty so i don't think it counts uh, in a way or isn't, or against it, him. isn't it heroic to play the bad guy when you have to <laughs> yeah and as he says I meant that. I totally meant that. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I think I think for the first time, I mean, he was never going to win it last year because of civil war and Seb was he on was the, the wrong side of history then. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I think I think Iron Man's got it, a real it, shot it, this it year. The wrong side of history. They get yes. this man a shield. Infinity War trailer. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you see, Iron Man's been out there fighting the good fight the whole time. Where's Steve been since? Grown a beard. He had his shield stolen from him. He he <laughs> gave it up. Yeah, he didn't because he knew he didn't deserve it anymore. Let's, <laughs> I love it when we argue about this. Um, so I think the argument, as far as I'm concerned, I don't know if either of you two are going to disagree, is between Iron Man and Wonder Woman. Uh, and I think potentially Wonder Woman could be on for back-to-back wins here because. She is awesome. I think my She's really awesome. The only reason I think it has to go to Iron Man is because, as we say, he's great in three films, and she's and great one. in one of the. Two. I mean, uh, she's a great. No, she's she's great a great character. She's not a great hero in the other one. Not least because, as Batman points out, she's been hiding in the shadows for eighty years. No, but Batman's wrong. I'm sorry, you, can't, you are you are not using that scene as an argument again. Do not get me started on that scene again. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just think back to like, in terms we of don't like, know in, what and she's it's been di- doing for seventeen it's, years. It's difficult because they're very tonally different. But like the scene of Wonder Woman arriving in in London and seeing all these people, uh, and the way that they've been affected, and the way that it moves her, and like, she's just lived driven by like raw emotion, and like love and empathy in that movie and when she steps out onto the battlefield in wonder woman that is one of those for me pure i mean yeah. iconic despite the problems with what that scene is portraying at that point yeah. um, <laughs> yeah. um i think what it comes down to for me is i think different probably quite differently from james um probably because james is more of a marvel fanboy but I have a, a fairly uh, simple and old-fashioned idea of what hero, in its purest sense, really means. And when I think of best hero, there are certain things and certain ways of being a hero that just... It's just something that certain characters have. And Superman has it, and Spider-Man has it, and movie Captain America has it, and The, the Tick in the TV show has it, <laughs> and Wonder Woman has it. And I love Iron Man. I loved. I know a joke about him being the villain in Civil War, and I do disagree with 
where the character is at that point but i you know i love that character i love his performance he's absolutely a hero and a great hero and a great superhero character but there's something hero <laughs> with a capital h for me um and the feeling that i got from seeing what wonder woman does throughout that film is the same feeling i get from seeing christopher reeve superman yeah. and from seeing chris evans captain america and yeah there's 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 no i mean as far as I'm i was concerned. like i was literally going to say to you though i think this is the marvel versus dc argument because as far as i'm concerned <laughs> wonder woman come uh, like at the start of the film she's introduced and she's already like yeah super powerful ready to save people like she doesn't overcome anything personally whereas iron yeah. man is about <laughs> like being being better it is like this, it's this, the this is the dc hero, hero makes him against heroic. the yeah. marvel I find I find yeah, it really exactly. interesting that um the the one thing more than anything else in comics that you and I will always agree on is Spider-Man <laughs> and that's because I think Spider-Man brings those two elements together. He's the most yeah, heroic definitely. of Marvel characters, but he is absolutely a Marvel character and that's why we both love him so much. <laughs> but unfortunately, yeah. in this year's movies, he was in a pretty good movie with a pretty good interpretation of him coming to terms with being Spider-Man. And he was in another film where he is an asshole, so he's not going to win it this year. <laughs> oh God, you, guys, I'm I'm genuinely torn because I think James is exactly right that that it, it does come down to what is a hero to you, and yeah, if we're talking more about the Avengers than Iron Man three, uh, Tony saves the day. Tony's yeah. the hero there, um, and he go and and he has a, he has a proper arc that culminates in him. Yeah, in it, and I mean, like, I mean, Steve says it, doesn't he? He has that line in the middle. Are you, are you really got the guy who, when it comes to it, is going to put his life on the line? That I'm not quoting exactly here, obviously, but you know, are you the guy to make the hero move? Because I don't think you are, and. And he does. To be oh, fair, it's, right, given, it's given, incredibly satisfying, and we're still seeing the ramifications of that decision. Well, given, given in that, the MCU now, given that this year we in this year's films that we've covered, we've had him doing the most heroic thing he he ever does in his life, and dealing with the fallout and consequences of that, and not running away from them in Iron yeah. Man Three. Yeah, I mean, I you can't not give it to Wonder Woman though. <laughs> this year of all years. <laughs> Uh, this is the year that we needed Wonder Woman more than we needed Iron Man. Oh, I'm so torn because I'm wondering was it was this the year that we needed Gal Gadot and Patty Jenkins more than we needed the character? I don't I know. Mean, I, like, I my don't other thing know. as well. Okay, if we're gonna start like prodding, like Tony Stark as a character, he like he runs towards the thing that he's scared of which is commitment whereas diana has her boyfriend diana and goes well i'm not doing that again like she shuts herself off emotionally whereas he opens opens himself up emotionally and i think that as much as anything makes him a hero oh god i'm gonna have to decide here aren't i (laughs) you two you two are not budging are you (laughs) i'm digging in on iron man I all oh, right. I'll make you a deal. Plus, he has way okay. more costumes. <laughs> if we can retrospectively agree on Iron Man as villain of the year, Civil War, <laughs> no. then I will allow him as hero of the year now. How about that? 
can't say fairer than that. <laughs> I think Steve got closest to that award than Tony did last year. Oh God. Um this is the this is one of the toughest decisions I've ever had to make on this podcast. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna force you to make the decision. I'm not gonna yield. I was yeah. thinking about yielding, but I'm gonna force you to make the decision. Iron Man's just so multifaceted this year in a way that no other comics character has been since or will be again. Like, you see every aspect of him. It's not about most multifaceted character. It's about best hero. Yeah, but coming out of being human and well-rounded and still being a hero. Which is what Wonder Woman does. (laughs) There's nothing human about Wonder Woman. Oh, I'm gonna go for Iron Man. I knew you were gonna go for Iron Man. I, I, well, That's I'm why I stopped you arguing. I, I had no idea. I, I, do you know what the, the the moment that sealed it for me when I was like running through scenes in my head and trying to re- try to remember little bits? It's him interacting with the kid in the town. It's just it's just so pure Iron Man. To be he's, fair, James, he's, if, you, if you'd led with "Where's my sandwich," then I would have agreed with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh Right, okay, well, I, I mean, that was absolute torture, but we got there in the end. Right, uh, let's change gears a little bit now. Let's uh, move uh, from the big screen over to the small screen and discuss the best TV show of 2017. Uh, so this is an so, interesting one because... <laughs> it's because, an interesting uh, one because we all watch different things. <laughs> we've all watched different things, and also, I've been a little bit shit on the podcast, uh, especially towards the back end of the year. And as, you know, eagle-eared listeners will have noticed, we've still not done a Defenders episode, for example. Uh, so the only three Someone shows actually that we've covered... asked us about that, and it made me feel bad, even though I wasn't going to be one of the people doing it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think about the Defenders, and I feel bad as well. <laughs> yeah, I was um, going to say, that's so... the problem, isn't it? I don't want to think anymore about the Defenders. <laughs> yeah. So the, the the only shows that we actually properly covered on the show this year were, at the, I think the only one that had an episode dedicated to it was Iron Fist, which, um, <laughs> and then we, I think we discussed Legion and the Tick apart from that. So I said, oh, let's open this up to a kind of anything that we've seen. And there was, there was three shows that emerged as, I think, nominatable and discussable. So the ones that didn't make the cut were Preacher, Supergirl, The Gifted, Defenders, Runaways, and Punisher, uh, which we've all seen like little bits of here and there. But the only ones that were mentioned by people more than once were Riverdale, The Tick, and Legion. And woo, look at that! What that is running the gamut of superhero TV right there. <laughs> that is or, also or running comic the gamut book TV. of our opinions on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean that just absolutely fascinating. Like so, Legion, uh, or as it's also known, not for James. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Riverdale, as it's increasingly becoming known to me, not for Joey. Um, and the Tick, which is just not for James yet. Uh, I'm sure. Have you actually sure watched you... it at all, James? No, but because it's on Amazon Prime, they didn't have an Apple TV app until last week. Uh. <laughs> no, but no. Ooh, sounds like some Christmas being lined up sure. there. Um, sh- should we start with Riverdale? Because um, we actually, I, I mean, I forgot this one was putting together the nominations, but we did talk about this on the podcast this year, just in a different format. Because James, you were joined by Al yes. and Sarah <laughs> to to do some predictions on who the yeah for season one and, and ever, si- a... ever since then we have had a riverdale whatsapp group because <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't on that episode because i hadn't caught up at that point but uh, and i'm actually behind again because it's that kind of show yeah. but um it's it's so, the kind of show that 
inspires you to have. Yeah, if we did a special podcast where we tried to guess who the identity of the Black Hood was, not Black Hood, the, oh, God, uh, the killer one. of Jason, Jason Blossom. Did you get it right? I think we did get it right, no. yeah. You probably, well, he was, no, certainly, wait, it was, he was w- certainly in a top two. He was certainly one of the 18 options that you threw Well, out. we, che- we <laughs> checked in on everyone and he was one of the like top two, I think, that we decided. Yeah. Okay, uh, I mean, so I watched I watched an episode of Riverdale just tonight, and it's like, it is the show that every week I turn on, and I, I don't know any other show like this, that I watch it and I go, oh my god, he is the worst, she is the worst, oh my god, this is terrible, and Laura goes to me, like, every week, you hate the show, don't you? And I go, I do, but I love it, <laughs> and I, like, I don't know, like, simultaneously in the moment, it is both great and terrible. Yeah, that's totally, and, that's why it's so enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, I think, I think it started off tipping slightly more in one direction. I think the longer it's gone on, it is I was going to say, I think, tips the other way. I think if you consider the first series as yeah. an entity in its own right, I think it would be the clear winner. As it is, series two is... Series two All is dragging it down. And I, I don't like saying that because Joe said that was going to happen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's not It's not just... Season two hasn't just been bad because it's had great stuff in yeah, it. But the bad but stuff has been had abominable. really bad stuff in it. I mean, it. this week, this was well, probably last week or a couple of weeks ago for, any, for anyone listening along, but I, I, I saw F.P. Jones wearing a Pops Diner uniform and it was one of the greatest things that i'd i'd ever seen in my life um dark betty came back for a second which i was like this is brilliant this is one of those things that archie is continues to be the worst but i enjoy how much the of the worst he is yeah I mean, uh, the show leans into the fact that archie is the worst i think archie being the worst is built into the premise of the show i don't think the show thinks archie <laughs> is great do you think but that? then i find my i but i find myself saying all the time oh they're the worst no way they're not because archie's the worst but they're still the worst about everyone everyone on the show is the worst the only thing you can agree is that cheryl is the best yeah <laughs> and then everyone she's thinks the she's the worst She's the, the thing best is, she's worst. she's the she's honest about being the worst. Yeah. Everyone else is like the hero of their own story. She's like the villain. Uh, not not anymore. She's got she's got a secret thing going. Uh, it's just hey, Riverdale is nuts. But I, I I think still potentially Riverdale could win this just for the like collective enjoyment. <laughs> I was gonna say it's the, the only one we're all three gonna say is definitely the best. I think it's the worst of the three shows, but <laughs> but like also. Also, it could be it could be the best in spite of that because of you know like what it has elicited as from us in response. Um, the tick, I really liked Seb. I know you really liked. I think you liked I even more than it. I did. Yeah. My my uh, thoughts on the tick are um, <coughs> like I, I don't know. Like would would I give the award for best movie to the first hour of Wolverine? Probably not. You know, I need, I need to see the, I need to see the second hour as well. It's half a season, and it's half a season that has pacing issues. Yes. But I, I think it has enough moments, and I think it's, across the board, the performances are so good um, that, yeah. It's, I, mean, it's just... I think we could be looking at the 2018 winner, potentially, in the tick. <laughs> if, if James actually watches well, it. Well, yeah. I, I will watch it. But <clears throat> the thing I would say about the tick is, as good a TV show as it is, as it is, apparently is is it better than both the cartoon and the original comics because i find that very hard to imagine 
it's not it's, the same thing. It's I I don't judge the tick on what it's like as a version of the tick. Okay, um, so in that case, it's definitely not going to be in the top for me because that's how I judge his TV. Here's the other thing. It's it's got it's got my boy Griffey Newman in it, and <laughs> yeah. if like I I nearly nominated him the, in best supporting actor, but I didn't know if we could nominate TV people in that category. Oh no, yeah, you can. You can no, I think TV it was. I, I I realised I could nominate him, but he didn't quite make it in because it was a strong category. But he was close. Yeah, I mean, because I, I in in terms of like people in popular culture, there is probably no one this year who has brought me as much joy as Griffin Newman has through his podcast, his online persona, and the tick. Um, he's great um so yeah that that's that's why i i'm also warm towards the tick here um and i take it said legion isn't going to win because it's not as high up for you as the tick is but and james I, I hates mean, it <laughs> well i mean james didn't really ever I, give it a chance i think legion was really interesting but i don't think the show as a whole lived up to the first episode I think it's just very uneven. Yeah. I think there are moments, and I think there that are fir- moments that first and sequences episode, and episodes. I was so excited by what that show, the potential that that show had to offer. And it's not that it that it wasn't good from then and didn't do interesting things, but I don't think the rest of the show lived up to the first episode at all. I think um, I think it might even be bad at times, but I think it's worth it. I mean, because there's basically there's like it has an the episode problems that all the, modern tv dramas have <laughs> i think it's the penultimate episode where basically david stands in front of a chalkboard and it's and explains the entire mystery and everything <laughs> that has been confusing and like um <laughs> maybe i'll know, just watch that episode obscured obscured <laughs> for the rest of the season and then he explains the whole thing and he sets everything out for you and on in on paper i'm like this is terrible this is a cardinal sin you can't be doing that I kind of found the execution of it engaging, and I like also, probably because it was all going on inside his mind, and Jermaine Clement was still stuck inside an ice cube, and Aubrey Plaza was dancing elsewhere to the Bolero or something. It was just like, and and Noah Hawley kind of loved it. Noah Hawley has done two seasons. the The third, not quite so much, but he's done two seasons of a show of that length, uh, and of you know that kind of style and a level of complexity that was perfect. Like. The, those first two seasons of Fargo are both absolutely perfect from start to finish and maybe it's unfair expectations but what I wanted from Legion was Fargo but as a superhero show and we didn't get that it, it reached for it but it didn't hit it as much as again maybe could have nominated him as best actor I think Dan Stevens is fantastic in it and um, yeah. Rachel Keller and Aubrey Plaza are both great as well Um and yeah, Jeanette Comon and Jean Smart and yeah. you know most of the people in that show. It just wasn't quite what I hoped it would be. I mean, I'm interested to see what season two does. But as I say, it's is it harsh to say it's not as good as Fargo? Maybe it's harsh to say that, but it's also true. <laughs> okay, uh, I am tempted to say we do the same thing here that Time does with its Person of the Year award, which is it's not necessarily the best person of the year or the worst person of the year it's the <laughs> it's like the most person of the year it's the yeah. person who has had the biggest impact on the year and i think for us the tv show that had the biggest impact it's got to be riverdale right I mean, it's yeah, made I mean, me into an archie fan which i never well, exactly. expected that's that's almost exactly what i was going to say the thing about i mean i've you know I've, I've since read bits of the comics some of the the chips darsky jughead and some of the mark wade archie like 
when, I remember when Riverdale was announced, and it's the kind of thing I would have just written off as completely irrelevant. It I just mean, would you not can... have crossed into my <laughs> world Yeah, you can all. go back to those podcasts and find us going like, eh, got no interest in Archie, but we'll give it a watch. Yeah, That's I don't literally what I would have said I'd give it a watch. Um, <laughs> the fact that it's become something that I got so invested... I know, you know, I'm not as invested in the current storyline. I'm, I'm sticking with it because it's Riverdale. But I got so invested in it in that first season and had so much fun talking... Like, overreacting to it with <laughs> other people on Twitter and, and on WhatsApp and, and in person even. You know, it's just... You know, I really... I. It, it gave me that thing of watching new episodes every Friday at lunchtime and being really excited yeah. by it. Uh, and I would never have expected that from a schlocky teen drama remake of Archie. Plus so. Sabrina spin-off right. anyway. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Maybe, that, maybe the tick has a challenger in 2018. <laughs> we'll have to find out. Um, so, winner of best TV show for 2017 uh, after the winner last year, guys, was, can you remember? <laughs> Supergirl? Agent Carter Season oh, 2 gosh. was what we went for last yeah, year. How Didn't give it out it in the first forget. year. <laughs> Agent Carter. Uh, it was so it's been so long. We still miss we still It's been miss almost you, two years. No Peggy this year at all. Oh, it's it's tough. Um, so Put yeah. Uh, on Instagram, though. It's a very good Instagram. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My God, why am I not aware of this? You, that's you of me. all people, should be aware of it. That's another thing that Riverdale has done. Riverdale has made inst- my, my Instagram feed is <laughs> yeah. just the cast of Riverdale. Yeah, same, now. same. <laughs> right, but we need to move on. Best TV show 2017 is Riverdale. Um, and we'll go now to Best Casting, which uh, in its first year was won by Scott Pilgrim. Last year was won by Captain America, the first Avenger. Two very strong winners there. Uh, this year slightly missing out and uh, it's always tough when like part of the cast was cast elsewhere and so you don't quite know where to give the credit so missing out was iron man 3 logan legion and guardians of the galaxy volume 2 uh making the list thor ragnarok the avengers dread the tick and spider-man homecoming Wow, four, you guys, of, four of my nominations are in here. <laughs> maybe maybe I have got a chance to give an award to my boy Griffey Newman. What do you reckon? The Tick, best casting. Seb? Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's because it's almost... I think Griffin Newman probably is the standout, but there's lots of great people being really great in that cast, and you almost don't want to single out one of them. You know, Serafinowicz is so oh. perfect at doing what here's he's doing. The thing, now, admittedly, here's what... the thing about Serafinowicz, right? <laughs> when he was cast, we were like, oh my God, that's perfect. In execution, it's better than that because he yeah. does what you expect him to do with the character and brings this emotional nuance to the character as well. When, when he was cast, everyone was like, that's really great if you're casting someone to be a replacement for Patrick Warburton. And that's because you would expect Peter Serafinowicz could do that. That's not what he's doing. What he's doing is different and better. Um, whether it's... I've, sorry, I realise I will probably have offended a lot of people by saying that he's better than Patrick Warburton's version of <laughs> the tick. Um, it, it's better in terms of I got more out of it. Um, so he, you know, he is... The, the role that he's been asked to play in that, he just does to perfection. Every moment, every gesture every facial expression, every use of the word chum, it's just, you know, I I, I love Peter Serafinowicz anyway, but, you know, this is and one of the best I, things he's ever done. 
I want to shout out Yara Martinez, who yes, plays Miss that's, Lynch. Well, that's what I was going to come on to, because you, you've oh. already said about how much you like Griffin Newman. Yara Martinez is playing the most interesting character in the show, and doing that brilliantly. Oh, um, I just forgot, I forgot about Michael Severus as well as Ramses. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> He's like a the... shit version of the Kingpin. <laughs> oh, it's um, just... You guys just might wonderful. as well be talking Greek to me. I know. Okay. Um, and Jackie J- Earl Haley. Um, you can't really yeah, understand that's what the one, saying. That's the but... one that I'm a bit... Mm, mm, <laughs> um, and I really bit, like... The, the I, 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 I have no idea who expect. he is, but I really like the guy playing Overkill as well. Because he's just... Again, he's the, the, the tone of what he does with playing that character um, is spot on. And when he's in opposition with the tick, it's... Um, right. James, because we've been talking Greek to you, um, actually Egyptian in the case of Ramesses. Hey. Yes. <laughs> oh dear, poor James. Um, <laughs> the other nominees we've got: Thor Ragnarok, Avengers, Dread, and Spider-Man: Homecoming. Is the one there that you'd like to pull out and go? Yeah, no, look, why? Why are we even considering anything other than? For me, Spider-Man: Homecoming. Because who's the weak yeah, link think... in that cast? No one. Um, as much as I dislike sexy aren't me. <laughs> like who's who's yeah, bad? I, I don't on. think I would be more inclined to give it to Spider Man Homecoming if Zendaya had had more and Yeah, but also I can't remember her name who plays but, Liz isn't amazing. Yeah, that Laura Harrier That's is yeah. very <laughs> obviously a, a model playing a a Christ. Yeah, when when you say who's the weak link there, but I I think what I what I come out of that film going is like I kind of like everyone, but I don't love anyone. Except Keaton and it well Keaton's great, and then and obviously Tom Holland is fantastic and really well cast, but he was cast in a different well, movie. Not this let's one. be fair, they cast him for this film and then put him in. Yeah, Civil and then War. put him in. <laughs> Can I just, by the way, sorry, I've realised I've done it again. I got criticised for saying Zendaya wrong. I'd said Zendaya again because that's how it reads. <laughs> Apparently, it's Zendaya. Uh, yeah. So sorry. I think I mean, L- Lamar has finally got every it right. time, doesn't she? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, 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 do you know what? I've already forgotten how you say it. <laughs> Zendaya. It's Daya. It's Daya. Yeah. I've, been, I've been saying Melissa Benoist wrong for two years now on Supergirl. Benoist, I think. Well, who knows? Um, I'm pretty sure I say Serafinowicz differently every time I say it as well. So. Yeah. Um, is, is there is there anything else on this list that deserves consideration? I mean, are we discounting the Avengers because all the work apart from Mark Ruffalo was done by other films? But it's basically there for me because ruffalo you know yeah. like that that's that's the reason it makes and, it um, in because um uh, the, uh how have i forgotten maria hill yeah kobe smolder's great i mean yeah. uh, is she though i well uh, yeah maybe she's she's fine but i do i do really like her in in the mcu and i hope she turns up <laughs> i don't um i mean i would but, I, I i i think it's hard to argue against the idea that the Avengers has one of the greatest ensemble casts in the history of the genre, but are are we All saying it can't have elsewhere? A, yeah, we can't. It can't have an award for it because it didn't do it itself. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, and I, I think the same for for Ragnarok. I mean, some some great piece of casting with with some of the people it brought in. Um. I mean, well, and I say most it, basically, it's what it's. Hiddleston, 
Hemsworth and Hopkins with a new cast around them, right? Yeah. Like, it's not, there's not really m- many people in that film who stick around, at least, who we've seen before. <laughs> Idris Elba, yeah. Idris Elba, I guess. Yeah. Uh, For so, about two minutes. And, and again... So, but I, and I do, I do like a lot of the people they bring in. I think I'm, I'm not going to go back into the things that I, that didn't work for me that about that you cast. Bizarrely, don't like Tessa Thompson, yeah, or or Kate Blanchett, or <laughs> or Carl Urban. <laughs> I like all of them. In that <laughs> I was going to say I like all of them as well. But... So, so I'm going to veto that. We've pretty much ruled out the Avengers. Hang on, how do you get uh, to veto it when we've just both said we like? No, because. It? <laughs> Because it's so, because what I'm I think we agree on the others, whereas I don't think Ragnarok is as much in contention. And I, I, yeah, you know, because some of the best parts of that cast were were already ready made for them. I mean, I wouldn't put um, Ragnarok above Homecoming. So, and and I guess as well, I, I I mean, unless you want to give credit to Thor Ragnarok for casting this time Chris Hemsworth, the comic actor, rather than Chris Hemsworth, <laughs> the average serious actor, <clears throat> or Taika Waititi giving yeah. himself all the best jokes <laughs> yeah. right i mean points for casting yourself uh what about dread though you guys is that there's only like three characters in it yeah but they're all no, really but... well cast <laughs> urban's great i'm not saying they're Lena all Hedy's not great Lena Hedy's great like, olivia philby's great that's donald, that's all you need <laughs> donald donald gleason yeah. a fellow whose name i forget from the wire i mean i just i can't get uh, excited about dread like it's good. Yeah. Everyone in it's good, but it's so thin. Like the film is paper thin. I think this is a straight fight between the tick and Spider Man Homecoming, personally. And I wanna I'm gonna fight the corner for the tick in that case. Although we didn't get oh, to, no, not to Michael again. Keaton. Um I just I don't know because Look, I think I don't want to. I, think, I don't I think... want to make this decision against them. I had to make a tough decision before. <laughs> There's, the, the, we've got the tick. We've got Spider-Man: Homecoming. Uh, James says the tick. I say Spider-Man: Homecoming. You've got to make the decision. <laughs> I think you mean another way around, right? Yeah, yeah, the other way around. I say the tick. James says Spider-Man: Homecoming. Now, say, oh, in which case choose. it's the tick. Coward. Because I'm, I'm, I'm not torn between them. <laughs> oh, are you not? No. Damn it! Is it just me? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, I think the the issue I have with Spider-Man Homecoming is pretty much everyone in it's great, but it has the same problem of Avengers. Okay, not counting Tom Holland, but you've still got Happy and Tony as major characters that come from other films, so you can't give it credit for those. Um, I wouldn't Michael like Keaton to be fair. Is fantastic, I give but it if, for if you're if you're giving it the award based purely on Michael Keaton, then you know he should have won Best Supporting Actor a few awards ago. Um, Tom Holland is the reincarnation of Michael J. Fox. It is a great piece of casting, oh, but I still feel like I I'm not wowed by him in this film the way I was in Civil War because I already saw him in Civil War. So. And also, Seb, you've gone too far. Um, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, is, I do think that's no a bit se- much. <laughs> no, there is no second no. coming of Michael J. Fox. <laughs> no, he's not as good an actor. I mean, we talked about this at the time. It's the likability factor he's got that yeah. immense likability that's what i mean by the michael j fox thing he's not Let's, as good as michael i'm <laughs> I, I, I am but, but i'm willing I'm, to I'm sign right. off on the tick especially seb as i think this might be the first category that the one that you want to win <laughs> is actually going to win I yeah given, talked... given what happened in in the pitch last week i'm starting to get a complex so, <laughs> okay um, so we're is, gonna i mean there's no weekly i mean you said you weren't as keen on jackie earl Haley, and he does have 
a few issues with being comprehensible. But I think those He's lead three in it. are so good. And I think because as well, I don't know who is Yara Martinez. What else has she been in? She's a discovery as far as I'm concerned for that show. I think, you know, she's been working in lots of things for years, but, you know, she's not someone who was an existing person who everyone knew was amazing um, that they cast in this. So um, I think it gets points uh, for that as well. Oh, no, so she's, she's, she's been a regular on Chain the Virgin, I think, for or a recurring character on Chain the Virgin for the past two or three years. She was in True Detective. Yeah, but, you know, these aren't... I've. I, she's been in these these aren't shows that were on your radar but i think they were on people's radars listen the tick has won best casting next next category yeah let's move on and in fact i think this is going to be our last award of the first half um and what we'll do here is what we do every year which is uh to have our best song close the first half of the show because it means we get to play some uh play out with some music um we've each picked a nomination for this um and so I think we we're just gonna we're gonna talk about that and then try and make a decision at the end of it. So Seb, do you want to tell the listeners what your selection is, and then we'll listen to a bit of that song? Yep. Yeah, so my nomination is um, "Who's the Batman" from the Lego Batman movie, uh, which I actually think the thing is this song comes really early in the film, and I don't think any of the rest of the film <laughs> lives up to. I think this song is the best bit of the film and sets. Um, sets an expectation that the rest of the film doesn't live up to. Right, let's take a listen to it. In the darkest night I make the bad guys fall There's a million heroes But I'm the best of them all Who has the coolest gadgets? Who has the tricked out ride? Who does the sickest backflip? Yeah, I, I'd forgotten about this, and I re-listened to it on Spotify, Seb, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, that was funny. And I, I think it was like, it's at the end of that powerhouse opening sequence, isn't yeah, it? that's the thing. And, I yeah, mean, conversely... I think this is why we haven't talked about Lego Batman much, because beyond that opening sequence... For us, it's all downhill from there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, conversely, I sat through that whole song going, oh, please tell me this isn't a musical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's just because you don't like musicals. It's because I don't like or Lego animated films. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, James, do you want to queue up your selection for best song of 2017? Yeah, I mean, I struggled to choose anything from this because there aren't a huge amount of original songs anyway. But that said, I think Let's Do It, Let's Fall in Love from Tank Girl. It's the most fun part of a very fun movie. They say that crust, ladies do when a gentleman struts Come on, doll Why do we do it? Don't you have the guts? Penguins and flops On the rocks Do it Even little cuckoos And they can't do it Let's do it Let's fall in
Yeah, that's great. Um, that was on my original list of nominations as well, James. Um, it it stands out in that movie as a just a wonderful, fantastic moment, and it is it's just full of joy and it comes out of nowhere you really well, don't yeah, exactly. see it coming back when films could just have a musical number in the middle for no reason other than they felt like it but this is it's not an original song though no but original it's, performance it's, it, yeah so it because it's the, because it's actually the cast performing it i think it qualifies okay i was gonna say because and... otherwise i mean this isn't the category in which we would include the songs from guardians is it no no, no non-diegetic <laughs> You could include that closing, terrible David Hasselhoff thing from Guardians. Yeah, but... Oh, God, no, that is the <laughs> worst. Oh, <laughs> That video is honestly... It's enough... That, to watch that Guardians Inferno video is enough to make me think, retrospectively, <laughs> I hate Guardians of the Galaxy. Do I hate Guardians of the Galaxy? I think I do. Um, <laughs> uh, so I'll queue up my nomination, which I've um, gone slightly out of left field. So this was a show that... You know, it could have been considered for best TV show of the year, uh, but I knew I wasn't going to get any traction with it, and also it wasn't as good as the others we ended up nominating either. Um, but The Flash and Supergirl did a crossover musical episode that aired this year, um, which I, I we we may not have actually gone deep dive into discussing it on the podcast, but I've certainly mentioned it a number of times uh, about how great it was. Um, there was one song that was uh, uh, done by... Uh, uh, Rachel Bloom from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend um, which it is really fantastic and is a duet between the two of them uh, but I'm nominating Running Home to You which uh, Barry sings to Iris at the end of the episode when they get engaged and it's wonderful Spoilers <laughs> This world can race by far too fast Hard to see while it's all flying past But it's clear now When you're standing here now I am meant to be Wherever you are next to me All I wanna do Is come running home to you Come running home to you I'm not I'm not getting called out on spoilers for something that happened a year ago. <laughs> it was like literally February, I think. I don't you, you know the crossover this last week was at Barry and Iris's wedding. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't I don't even know whether they got married yet. Um so I'm I'm expecting that you guys haven't actually Listen to Running Home to You, but it was composed by the guy who did the music for La La Land, and um, I got my you know you know how Spotify does like you a little yearly playlist that like tells you what your top songs of the year were, yeah. and and like I was looking at mine, my top five is basically music from the pop star Never Stop Never Stopping soundtrack, Childish Gambino, and then the songs from the Flash Supergirl musical crossover episode, because they're just so good. Um, and I do not expect this song to win in this category, but I needed to talk about it, and I needed to play a bit of it on the podcast, because uh, my wife and I absolutely adore it. 
Um, and we listen to it all the time. So yeah, that's that's my little shout out for uh, running home to you from the Flash. Um, is it is there a is there an obvious standout in this category for you guys? Is there something? I that... don't feel we can give it to a non-original song. I don't feel we can give it to you Lego don't... Batman. Can we give it to Can You Dig It from Iron Man 3? Does that count as a song, even though it doesn't have it words? Isn't. No, it's not a song. It's part of the score. <laughs> I'm willing to give it to the Flash musical just to keep it from going to Lego Batman. <laughs> hey, I, I'll sign to, off on that. I'm willing to give it to the song from the Flash because that's an original composition. <laughs> Winner by default. Yes! <laughs> I think I'm the only person who's listened to it, but Running Home to You wins best song of 2017. Uh, let's and let's play out with a bit of music from the other song from the Flash Supergirl special, which is uh, Super Friend. And we'll see you with part two of the awards special next week. Goodbye. Bye. I'm your super friend. Super friend. When it comes to buddies, pal, you're the best. I love you more than the lightning ball that wear on my chest. If you're ever sad, I'll bring you. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen.